0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Fresh cut grass. I'm back in my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call.
2: Fans going crazy for
0: the boys of fall.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Uh, Tonight, I've got Coach Mike Wallace with me here again. Uh, We've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, the topic is uh, when you're an athlete, you're held to higher standards. Uh, I've also got a couple of young guests with us from Mary Hughes Middle School, uh, Riley Nelson, and Dylan Bartley. Um They truly are, you know, great young student athletes and, and live by that standard. So um, they're going to be on with us a little later tonight. and. Uh, we appreciate them coming on, and you know the this topic is, you know, mainly about social media, really, I guess, and you know what it uh, what it can do to your team, to your brand, uh, yourself, your teammates, and you know people just post all this stuff and and do things before they think, you know, not knowing what kind of uh, devastation they're doing to themselves, let alone their the team they play for their teammates and, and a lot of that stuff. And I think a lot of it comes from, you know, people never being part of a team uh, growing up and are in school and, and that kind of stuff. And some of them really just don't care. And, you know, that just gets under my skin. Now I'm, you know, I'm a hothead at trait and um, say, say things a lot of times I shouldn't, but I don't get out there on social media and do it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why we're having this conversation tonight. And, uh, it, it's just, uh, it's just not good. And, you know, we want, uh, we want our athletes and, and players representing our team well, you know, and that, that means on the court, on the field, off the court, off the field and, uh, that kind of stuff. And, you know, all the, all eyes are on you as a player. And when, uh, when that happens, it it really it really bothers me to see these these selfish players that don't have have a care or take into consideration, you know who they're representing. And Mike, you know you've been a part of sports uh, almost as long as me, and uh, you know you know yourself what it
1: can do. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I, I did a uh, when I was filling in for you, I did a show uh, bridging the gap. Uh, and I, I mentioned a lot about the social media uh, and how we're supposed to, as you know, we're trying to get women's football to bridge that gap, uh, you know, we're not supposed to do the things that, that uh, you're not supposed to do that, period, but we're not supposed to do the things that they're doing on the men's side uh, just to even tarnish the game anymore, but, uh, you know, it, it certainly is a, a topic that's worthy of discussion, and you probably can talk, I do probably more to hours than we have on the show to talk about it, but uh certainly a worthy conversation to have and I'm hoping that there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh ears listening and we get through some people.
2: You know, we see it every every week on Saturdays and Sundays and and these players single themselves out, put their uh teams in jeopardy by doing stupid things and saying stupid things, getting suspended and and all that kind of stuff and you know it just it just really grips me to to see that selfishness and I I mean it really Um, it takes, it just takes the level that you're playing at down, you know, it it just uh, puts a bad taste in people's mouth, Um, you know, these pro players and these college players, they're great players, don't get me wrong, we see it all the time, but they're, you know, when they start running off the mouth and they start posting this stuff, their level of play goes down, they want all the attention to themselves, you know, it's not about the team and all that, so... You know, we're trying to um, gain some ground here uh, in our local area, especially, you know, with our team and, and all these middle school and high school teams, uh, putting them on the map. And, uh, you know, it's just a bad thing when uh, for the whole public when things like this uh, happens. And, you know, there's not, a, there's not a lot we can do about it, I don't guess, but um, try to turn it around.
1: Well, you know, I, again, just bring awareness is, is one big thing, you know, awareness to, to the player that you have. Uh, uh, you know, I, it, it's it's a topic that is, I guess, in, in some, some most parts, it's how individuals were brought up and not knowing, like you were saying, what it's like to be part of a team or something, to be part of something bigger than yourself. Um, and, you know, there's, there's no place for it because what it does, because what it does is it, it ultimately um, it ultimately tarnishes not just the player, but also it tarnishes the uh, the the team, the aspect of uh, the culture of what you're trying to accomplish. So, uh, you know, what do you do about it? And that's the big question. And I guess that's why we're having this topic.
2: Yeah, you know, I've been um, um, I've been going and watching these two kids play that we're having on the show tonight, and uh, up for two years now and up until last night or today i never met neither one of them and uh you know the principals and the coaches are telling me how great they are and i had no doubts i mean i could tell by the way they handle themselves when they're warming up when they're around everybody else you know i could tell what kind of character and what kind of players they were and, you know, when I met them, they were just exactly what I thought they were. And that's, you know, that's why I wanted to get them on the show. I wanted to uh, talk to them about uh, the teams they play on, you know, what drives them to, to be that kind of person and um, ask them some questions and uh, fill them out and all that stuff. Because they're, they're great players on, on two really, really good teams. And, you know, it's a rarity when when you find – you get into middle school that you find players that are this good and they're great in the classroom. They're, they're great when they're, you know, outside the classroom or the court. You know, they're not out here putting this stuff on social media and, and damaging their teams and that kind of stuff. Not only would they not do it, but their coaches, you know, wouldn't put up with it. I know both of them's coaches really, really well, and uh, they're, they're not going to put up with that kind of stuff.
1: One of those coaches are your brother. I right? think your brother.
2: Yes, sir. And,
1: you know, and I think when we ask the question, "What is it that we do?" Uh, one of it is is we we catch it early. You know, we try to instill it in the younger generation. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's all in the upbringing, and you know that's kudos to the family uh, of, of these two these two uh, these young uh, student athletes who are doing so well in the classroom and doing well on. on in their respective sports. I mean, that's just a, that's a, that's a solid foundation, uh, and that's what we need more of is that uh, that positive upbringing uh, in the home. Yes, sir,
2: it, it sure is, and you know, I think uh, I know I know the Riley Nelson's mom. I went to school with her, uh, played football against her dad. I've uh, got to know Dylan's parents over the last couple of years, and uh, you know, those kids, I guarantee you, at home are hearing, you know, what we're talking about right now. And you, you can tell that. And I'm not saying that there's not other players on their team that ain't just as dedicated and have these same values. But, you know, when I watch these two play, I mean, they're really, really good. And, you know, when you're at that level and you can be that good all the time, you know, when your attitude is great all the time and, everybody around you has the same attitude because of you, that tells me something. And that tells me that as young kids that, you know, when when you see all this other stuff going wrong, there still is really good kids that people are putting a lot of value in growing growing up and, and doing things right. And like you said, it, you know, the hats off to the parents for um, sticking to the, values that a lot of us still believe in this country and uh, you know as far as as I'm concerned um, all these people that that are damaging their teams by going on here and posting stuff and you know everything's usually about every individual it's nothing about the team and uh, when you talk to them about it they get attitudes that kind of stuff you know as
1: far as I'm concerned you can get rid of them kind of people so you hear all the time, uh, and uh, basketball fanatics out there, if you know Charles Barkley, is uh, he's famous for telling everybody that he's not a role model. Um, but what he fails to realize is that that the impressionable young men and women out there that are interested in that perspective sport, uh, they're gonna they're gonna follow what the great ones do, and if you. If you want to be like a certain person, then that's what they do. They start to emulate it. They'll start to have little press conferences in their bathroom, and they'll get on the social media. Social media has been such a – we talked about this earlier. It's been such a blessing but also such a curse, Uh, and it's certainly starting to to really become more of a curse than a blessing because of the standard that the uh, professional athlete is uh, failing to adhere by. Uh, And it's more of a moral – it should be more of a moral code for that individual uh, to know that uh, you know he is uh, such a impressionable person on these young these young athletes and uh, you know it, it, it's it's kind of a catch-22, coach. It's like do you do you you know do you want to put the pressure so much on these young kids or are we trying to hold these older these athletes to to the standard and really hold them to the standard?
2: Yeah, it it is, and, uh, you know, I, I don't like it at all. I mean, I'll just tell you, I'm not a fan of social media. I know you can get a lot of good information out there, but, you know, I, I would rather see these people. If you got a problem with somebody, you go find them, meet face-to-face, do whatever you need to do to resolve it, rather than get on there and involve everybody in the country with with all the BS that's going on. And, uh, you know, I I look at most of the people – and I'm just talking of the people I know, and we talk about athletes, and they do have to be a higher standard. I mean, there's girls on our team that young girls look up to, and the players on our team that these girls look up to are role models. I mean, model, if they were in school, they'd be model students, and that's what you want. And most of the time, when you get these people that post all this stuff on social media, negativity, they've never even played sport. They don't know what being held accountable and being um to a higher standard even means. And when you when you've never been in that situation and you've never played that ball and all eyes are on you, you know, when you take that court and you're the best player, hey, everybody's looking at you. When you're in school and you're the the best student in the class, everybody's looking at you. And when you transfer that over onto the court and in life, I think you learn to stay away from that kind of stuff. And I don't see, um, you know, it just seems like that certain people just can't stay away from it, it, that it's it's just so selfishness. That's all I can – my favorite word of saying on this topic tonight is people that get out here – if you're an athlete and you play on a team, I don't care if it's Mary Hughes, East, you play for us, I don't care who you play for, and you're out there and you're going on your own page posting stuff that everybody can see that attaches you to any of those teams, there ain't nothing but selfishness in you.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, again, but, it, you know, it also what it does to coaches, it also turns – it could also turn these kids away from it, uh, from from the sport that they they they're looking at. I mean, you you could have somebody that, like you said, we have young ladies on our team that that post stuff on Facebook, and it just takes one impressionable impressionable mind to say, you know what, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be that, um, and it, and it really just leaves a a scar. Uh, and and I, you know, I, today I was having a conversation uh, with, with a with a lady at work and. Uh, she said she didn't like football, and all because of a coach that she had when she was in high school as a gym teacher left a bad taste in her mouth. And she's fifty-something years old and now. She doesn't like football. Well, we're talking about just a teacher in the classroom. What do you? Th- I mean, this is before social media. Uh, so you can understand where we're getting at when you say you could just turn them off from the sport completely. Is certainly what we're not trying to do in women's football. No, yeah. you know you. We you talk about turning uh, people
2: off on social media and stuff, we've actually got a new player joining our team. And uh, when she first found out about us, she also found out about the team in Knoxville. She lives 20 miles away from Knoxville. But when she researched our team and researched their team, she said she would rather drive all the way up here to play for us than to play for them because of all the BS. And, you know, that's what we want to keep. And that's what we're uh, we're having this conversation tonight. I know there's not. Um, I mean, I can't literally make anybody uh, not do anything, you know. But I can uh, highly suggest it. And if they don't follow it, then I can take action from there. Um, and and that's what we intend to do here. I, I'm I'm not uh, gonna put up with that stuff in no kind of manner. Um, I wouldn't expect any coach to, um, you know. And and if these Girls and guys, anybody out here, especially these pros and college players, I know once they get to that level, they think they're untouchable. If they would keep the same mind, the same drive that these young kids that are going to be on the show tonight have throughout their career, they would be a Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? They'd be a Joe Montana. They'd be a Tom Brady. They'd be a Dan Marino. Those guys are great, man, for the simple reason. You don't – they stay out of that stuff. You know what I mean? They stay to the grind. They want to work. They, they turn all this negative stuff into positive. You know, shoot, people try to bait them all the time into saying stuff. And, you know, they take the high road. And as athletes, that's what you have to do. You know, sometimes – hey, even me, I, I hate biting my tongue. I hate turning away from, from negativity when, when you know it's uh, killing you and hurting you in any kind of way. But let me tell you, sometimes you just have to bite your tongue and go on because it's going to get worse if you don't. And, you know, I really want everybody that's listening now, if you have a kid playing or, uh, or nephews or whatever the case may be, moms, dad, whatever, just know that when you're out there on that court or you're out there on that field, you're representing the name across the front of that jersey, not the name on the back, the name on the front. That's what means more than the name on the back. And when, Mike, when, when all these people and kids realize that, then we won't
1: have this talk. Well, and, you know, it's 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 really a sad state of affairs when we have to talk about, you know, if you're playing a sport – you need to be more involved with the name on front of your on the front of your chest as opposed to your individual accolades and just your your overall your overall persona of who you are as opposed to what you're a part of. Uh, so you know and I don't know the the team culture that we have we hear with that with our team uh, for the most part, we have uh, about ninety nine point nine percent bought in. Uh, but you know the culture is 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 it starts from the top, you know and and it's it's your your family, it's your coaches. Uh, But ultimately what it comes down to is is that that individual needs to make a decisive decision of what type of person, not just in the sport, but what type of person does this person want to be remembered as. Uh, And, you know, you you have players in the NFL now, and they're constantly on Twitter and they're on Facebook and they're on Snapchat and uh, you know, and it's all negative. You know, whether they're drinking beer and 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 smoking weed and and showing it on Facebook. I mean, that that the message is not uh, if you, if you don't think that you're not a role model, you're wrong. Yeah, it's just point and blank. That's I mean, right. if you don't think you're a role model, you're, you're wrong. Yeah, you're you're
2: exactly right, and that's that's the that's the part that gets me the most is is that's where these kids these kids are either not getting upbringing that they should be. And then when they find these role models on, on in sports on TV, they're not good role models. You know, there is still some good guys left in the NFL. J.J. J. Watt,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, yeah, he, he he's a great role model for you. You know, um, he, he comes to mind first, you know, for me. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you know, the way these guys work. Andrew Luck, you know, those kind of guys to me are – are good role models. You know, they're always working hard. They're they're the best at their profession. You know, uh, they lead their teams. You know, I'm sure in the locker room, you know, off the field, on the field, they're leading their teams. And all these guys that are bad role models, there's not a one of them a leader on their team. Most of them, I bet you 99% of them, you won't see a C across the front of that jersey, and it's all because they they can't get away from it. You know, it's it's bigger. They're, they're bigger than it is. And you know, to me, when when you want to be uh, graded at high standards and all that, you have to let the surroundings be bigger than you. You know, and that's why um, you know we play the sport to. Uh, to win and winning, you know, a lot of times it, it brings the negativity out in you. You know, the more you win, the more you want to win, and, and you know, sometimes you get you get that good attitude can turn bad, and before you know it, you you slipped off and you didn't straight uh, stay true to your roots, and I think that happens a lot. And uh, you know, when when you lose, sometimes it brings you down to reality. And I'm not saying. You know, you ever want to lose? But sometimes it's a good thing. And so I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, the point that when I see, I don't even watch Harley in NFL anymore for the simple reason these guys are not role models. These guys, to me, it's not about playing football. They they don't care about the sport. I mean, they care about themselves. You know, they care about the surroundings around them more than they care about anything else. And for me, I, I'm I'm done
1: with that. Let me let me ask you a question, Coach. What what is what is the difference between I'm not gonna say difference because we know the difference, but what happens from a player from the time that they leave college to go to the NFL? When in college, you're playing for the name on your jersey. Then you go to the NFL. Of course, you're making millions. But what what does that say for that individual? I mean that I mean that coach that had him or you know. I would love to see I would love to see the mentality in pros as it is in college. You know, you, you, you want to play for Tennessee or you wanna play for Alabama and that's the way it should be. Right.
2: Well let's let's get Riley on here and then I'll answer that question. Hey Riley, you there? Yes, sir. Hey, how are you doing?
3: I'm good, how are you?
2: I'm doing good, doing good. How'd the game go tonight?
3: Hey, it was pretty good.
2: Okay. Uh, how how long you been playing basketball?
3: Um, I've been playing since third grade.
2: Okay, so that's about what five years. Yes. What's uh what's y'all's team's record this year?
3: After tonight, we are now eleven and zero.
2: Yeah, well that's good. That's good. What uh what? What would you say your goal or goals are for for this year for your team or in you individually?
3: Um, as a team, to really just have an amazing year and have a lot of fun and become closer together. Um, as myself, to become a better player, a better teammate, and really become just better together. And probably the main goal that I think we all have together is to make it back to the state tournament and to win the championship.
2: Well, those 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 are really good goals, and and from what I've seen, you're you're on your way to to achieve all those, and uh, you know that's that's great accomplishments. And like I said earlier, I don't know if you're listening. I've been watching y'all play for two years, and up until today, you never even knew who I was. But I know, you know, I knew who you were because I knew your mom, and um, you know, I just watched you play and and uh, watched the way you play, and and when uh, I met with some of your teachers and the principal and, and they was telling me, you know, not, are you just great on the court? You're great in the classroom. I already knew all that stuff. And, and, you know, I just knew just because of the kind of person you are and the way you handle yourself. So, you know, that's a, that's a great, uh, great contribute to, uh, to you and your family and, and the way you were raised and brought up and, you know, it's a rarity to find young kids that uh, have all those goals.
3: Well, thank you. That means a lot.
2: So, so when when you leave Mary Hughes, what what's going to be your goals?
3: Um, to definitely keep my grades up when I go to Sullivan East, but to also keep my basketball career going as long as possible, and to improve my game as long as possible, and. I really want to continue to impact others on and off the court in a positive way as much as I can.
2: Well, that's that's really great, and I'll tell you, like I said, you're you're well on your way. And and you know, thing about sports is is you never know who's sitting up there in the stands watching, or never know um, what those uh, people might bring to you, or how the they can turn uh, something good in for you and and i always say the best players always play when they know anybody's not watching when when they're out there practicing and nobody's watching that's when you can tell who's great and who's not so you know like i said you're you're doing things the right way and and you and dylan both and like i said i've watched you play for the past two years and and uh you know i i like the the way you play and the things you do, so um, you're you're doing a great job. Um, what, and, another question here: What, uh, how do you handle being the leader on your team? I mean, when things, I know when I played football, when things go wrong, they look to one person, and i and I sat up there just last night and uh, watched it. You know, early in the game, it wasn't close by no stretch of the means, but they sort of. You know challenged you for a little bit And few of the players got frustrated And they started turning to you So you know how do you Handle that
3: Well you know it means a lot to me To be a part of this team and I have Wonderful teammates and wonderful coaches And a very strong passion But I mean I really focus on You know never give up and never Stop trying and even when things get Down and which they do sometimes And we have been tested times before Just to stay positive and always just look at each other and trust on each other to be there for each other, which we always are. And I strive, I always tell myself, you know, people are watching, you don't know who's watching. And, you know, to, I really strive to be a good representative of my school and mm-hmm. of my team.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I've, uh, when I was, when I was watching you and uh, like the game y'all played over in but when you won that tournament, they challenged mm-hmm. y'all for a pretty good little while. And uh, I watched that whole game, but I never seen you get rattled. Now, I seen some of the other players get rattled. I seen them get frustrated. I never seen you get rattled, and I never seen you lose your cool, so to speak, you know, because a lot of players, when when things don't go right, they're the leader and all these people are looking to them and and they start panicking a little bit and they don't know how to handle that. But i never seen you lose focus. i never seen you um, get out of control with them or anything. It was just, you stayed focused and then they just bought right into what you were doing and, and uh, followed your lead and y'all ended up, you know, winning it. And uh, that's what I say. That goes a long way. And when, you know, I come to those games. I come to to watch good play, and I really try to watch everything. And and you know, because up until a few days ago, I didn't have any idea that I wanted to have you and Dylan on the on the show. But um, after watching y'all and the topic tonight, you know, being um, if you're an athlete, being a role model, and uh, being held to higher standards, and and you and him are exactly fit what we're talking about. Because you're doing things the right way, so you know as a as an older player, uh, I really appreciate the way you play and the way you handle things and and we coach women we got a women's football team, so we know the difference of coaching men and coaching women and the difference that you ha- the approach you have to take um I know also your head coach hank hare kevin smith mm-hmm. um Katie Smith, uh, she's kin to me, and those two guys I went to school with too. So I know all your coaches really well, and uh, they have nothing but great things to say about you. And you know that's man, that's that's great when every person that I talk to says the same thing. You know you're doing things right when when you hear that. So when you get um, how do. How do you um, judge being, um, you know, being as good in the classroom and stuff as you do on the court? How do you, how do you keep that up?
3: Well, to me, education is just as important as basketball and my other sports, and I'm very fortunate to have the teachers and coaches that I have, and they have made me who I am today. And I just I've always been taught by my parents. And my other role models in my life that you know education always comes first and I've always, you know, wanted to be a good student and I, I try to listen in class and Mary Hughes is a great school and I have great teachers and no one more, no one cares more about the education than they do and each and every one of them have a passion for kids and they love what they're doing and my coaches have a high expectation for us to not only do our best on the courts but also to do our best on the classroom. And they count on us to listen to what they say. And I've always just, you know, looked to them when I needed help. And I trust what they say.
2: Well, they're, they're, they're leading you and heading you in the right direction. I've got uh, <laughs> Coach Mike Wallace here. He helps coach our women's football team. He he wants to ask you a question.
1: <clears throat> hey, Riley, how you doing? This Coach Wallace here. Um, hey, a question for you. Do you have a Facebook and uh, if you do, do your parents do they do they monitor what it is that you're saying on Facebook or how does that work?
3: No, sir, I do not have a Facebook.
1: So you're you're one of probably the few in this country at this young age that doesn't have a Facebook. So who is your idol? Yes.
3: My idol, uh, probably my grandfather. You know, he played he played at Mary Hughes and for also because it while well, he played while he was a high school and he went to. University of Tennessee to play Basketball and he's taught me Him and my dad and also Many other people coaches he's taught Me a lot of the things that I've learned And I always look to him After a game when I'm when I don't feel Like that I did my best I always Look to him and he always has advice for Me and he's always there for me and Just makes me feel better and Gives me a lot of confidence About myself
1: Finally, how much pride do you take in yourself as being on the team and representing the school when you're walking the halls uh, of your school? Explain the the sense of pride that you have about that name that's across the chest as opposed to the name that's across the back of your jersey.
3: You know, I take very, very strong pride for my school. and I I haven't been going there, like, since kindergarten, but – I've been there for a while, and I care about the school more than anything, and especially about my team. And I do anything for my teammates and for my coaches even. And just the relationship that I have with all of them just makes everything everything better and just re- makes me realize how much I'm thankful to have them and at the school, and I just um, I love them very much.
1: Well, Riley, I, I tell you, it's it's been a, pl- a pleasure and honor talking with you, and I, I'm going to come and watch you guys real soon, and I'm going to come and introduce myself and we, we can talk face-to-face. But if if you personally, face-to-face, uh, are as, as, as nice as you sound and as educated as you sound on the phone, I'm sure I'll be as equally as impressed in person.
3: Yes, sir. I'll be looking forward
1: to meeting
2: you. Well, Riley, I appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time, and uh, um, I know it's you know, a little different when you're young to come on and sort of put you in a different spot. But hey, we appreciate you coming on because you really are a, a great role model. And, and, you know, we we are holding people like you to higher standards. And, um, you know, this gives something that younger girls, even the younger girls on your team and the younger kids in those stands can really look up to. And, um, you know, take advantage of every opportunity And situation you can and you know don't ever um when somebody tells you something you know just when somebody says rally you can't do that just bear down that much harder because look you can do anything when when you got your mindset the way you have and doing things right in the classroom on and off the court on and off the field whatever you're playing there's nothing can hold you back so you take advantage of everything and, uh, we appreciate you being on, and uh, we'll see you at the game soon. All
3: right, thank you so much for having me.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, there, Riley. You too. All right, everybody.
2: That was Riley Nelson of the Mary Hughes impressive. Lady Lines and uh, very impressive. For you people out there that don't know her, she's a she's a great player, not only uh, a great player but a great student. You know, role models. I know if I had a kid. That's exactly what I want them looking up to right there. All right, I think we got Dylan Bartley on the line now. Dylan, you there? Yes, sir. Hey, bud, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Did y'all win tonight? Yes, sir. Yeah. What's, y'all, what's y'all's all you current record now?
0: We are now 10-0.
2: 10-0. Well, that's good. Um, what's uh, – you know, what's it mean? I know you're, you're uh, going to be part of y'all won it all last year, and uh, they won it the year before you got there, and y'all are going for that 3 Pete this year. What What's that mean to you?
3: It means a
0: lot. Uh, I'm glad to be on this team with a great group of teammates that can look forward to having them with me
2: right well you're you're doing a good job leading them no doubt they're they're in safe hands with you for sure Uh, like I said I've been you know I told Riley the same thing right there for two years I've been watching you play I've you know met your mom and dad over the past couple years and seen you around but up until last night I had never even met you but when I don't have to to know what kind of person you are Um, because I see the way you handle yourself off the court, you know, leading up to these games. And I know what kind of parents you got, and I know that they're going to put the right kind of values into you um, growing up. And I was talking about your brother the other night before they played that game. Um, Looked like they had some jet lag in them up there at Tennessee High. And, you know, your dad was saying, hey, uh, uh, Dustin was in bed before at 10 o'clock, you know, so – I know what kind of values they're putting in you, and it shows. And I'm going to tell you something, when when you give your parents that kind of credit and they give you that kind of credit that they know what you're capable of and you're the kind of person that can take it and run with it, it's a great thing. And, uh, you know, being a great player and, and a great student, my hat's off to you. And uh, next thing I want to ask you is you've got the best two coaches, whether you realize this or not, you got the best two coaches in the state of Tennessee, not just in middle school. I'm telling you, there's no two better coaches than Coach Mark Mason or Coach John Johnson. So what what's that mean to you to play for them? Uh, it's an honor.
0: They know a lot about the game. And uh, every day after school when I go into practice, I'm happy that I get to learn something new with – two great coaches.
2: Well, I can, I can tell one thing that from the first time I seen you to now your game is, I mean, I know you were uh, a good player last year, but your game has made a a great improvement from the, what I seen last year to this year. And and I know, um, you know, as growing up as a kid, my brother, John, he was, he stayed on me all the time about getting better at things. And, and I know your brother being older than you and he's been a great player and you sort of play in that shadow. And, you know, it's hard sometimes to get out of the shadow of your brother when, when they were great players and are good players. And the only thing you can do is be a better player. And, you know, from what I've seen, you're, you're on track to, to at least challenging for that. And, uh, you know, that's a, a great uh, attribute to you and these coaches, you know, so, uh, whatever you're doing and they're doing, you're doing it, the, they're doing it the right way. Um, how do you, you know, when that leads to, how do you handle the pressure of being the best player on your team and, you know, being that leader that uh, when when things do go bad, I know y'all haven't even been challenged much this year, but when you are getting challenged, um, you know, how, how do you handle that?
0: I play 100% all the time. I have my teammates with me and great coaches that support me with it, and we just play the game.
2: Yeah, well, I, you know, like I said, I met with the principal and stuff today and was talking to some of your teachers and, and that kind of stuff, and they was telling me, hey, not only are they great players, they're great students, and, you know, they don't have the big head. They don't walk around like they're, they're the best players in the school. They just act like everybody else. And, and like I told Riley, I already knew that. I mean, you can tell um, when you watch somebody the way they handle themselves. Um, you hear people talk. You know, you don't have to ask a lot of questions. You hear people to, when when kids or anybody is doing things right, people are talking about them. Now they may not know it. You know, like I told her, when the good players they they perform when the can't when they don't know anybody's watching and. You know, when, when I see you before the games, you're up there, you know, got your headphones or whatever, you're up there in one spot, you're sitting up there, you ain't up running around wondering what everybody else is doing. And it shows. I'm telling you, brother, it shows when you're out there playing. And uh, that's the kind of stuff I like. I'll just tell you right now, I'm um, I'm sort of like my brother. I'm sort of no-nonsense kind of person, and I like that kind of stuff. So. Man, you're you're really doing a great job there and I know um you know they put a lot of pressure on you to to be uh, one of the best players and um you know, so they rely on you a lot. So it's um you're you're doing good. Um what Thank you. what's your goal what's your goal or goals for this season?
0: Uh I really want to dunk it in the game and I just wanna get better every day.
2: Well, I think you're doing that. I seen you dunk one over at Blountville over there. Um, I hope I'm there to 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 see it when you do that. Uh, and I think you're get, obviously getting better. You know, every every day that I watch you play. Um, I'm and here you go again. Like we talk about, the cameras ain't rolling. We're sitting up there with my dad on. Uh, I guess it was maybe Saturday night whatever night it was, when they the East played Tri-Cities Christian and you're out there shooting mm-hmm. When halftime and you made like 12 out 13. I don't even know if you was counting them or not. My dad said, they need that boy playing for them now. He didn't even realize who you were. And, you know, that's the kind of – see, that's the kind of stuff people realize when you don't even know people are watching. See, they see greatness and and the way things are when, when people are not even watching. So, you know – just remember that, that you never know who's watching at what time, you never know when you get that opportunity, and by doing things right you you get that, you know. So man you um it it's a pleasure to watch you play. Um, I wanna talk about how about these thousand points that you scored in such a short time. I mean, what how many games into it this year was it when you scored that thousandth point? Uh,
0: it was the second game against
2: Rogersville City. Yeah. Okay. So so I was there when they when they recognized you and your family before the game, and if my understanding was correct, you're only the second person to score a thousand yes, points, is that correct? Yes, sir. So in one season and two games, you scored a thousand points when and you're the only second person to do that, and they did it in three years. Yes, sir. Man, that 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 tells me everything I, you know, need to know. And anybody that's listening that don't know you, um, they need to come and watch you and Riley play. Um, you know, so it's it's you know it's it is great. And I know that when you're young, you don't get a lot of. Um, Coverage now you get you know some parents and your parents probably a little harder on you than most parents are i can tell you know just by the way they sit up there in the stands and watch the game that you know they're just not oh my son played great and he's the greatest you know And, and i think and that's one thing that makes you that way you know what it takes to impress them and you know what a good game is and you know what a bad game is and they're not lying to you but when you don't know, like, like myself, you didn't even really know who I was till last night, you know, and for me to sit up there, and I've been telling my assistant coach, hey, you need to come watch this kid play. Before I even thought about having you on the show, I said, man, this guy's good. And I said, he's in eighth grade. I seen him dunk one over in Montville, you know, and that's the kind of stuff that, that really makes it interesting and great is there's people out there that you may not even know watching you play, watching the way you handle yourself um you know you never know who in that gym might be it might even be a recruit from somewhere you know that here's maybe hear this show or hear it through the grapevine hey this guy's there so when just remember um you know try to keep your head on straight keep a a level mind and uh you're you're doing things right way so hey I got um coach Mike Wallace here with me he Helps coach our football team. He wants to. He wants to ask you a question.
1: Hey, Dylan, it's Coach Wallace here. Hey, uh, are you on social media at all? Uh,
0: yeah, I do
1: Snapchat
0: and Instagram. Is,
1: is there is there some type of rule, I guess, or something within the team, or maybe even your family or your parents have that says, you know, what you can and cannot post, or uh, anything that's governed to say that they actually monitor you doing that.
0: Yeah, my mom, my parents watch it all the time, on what I do and what I post on social media, and so they they really, yeah. Who who is your who's your idol? My idol, my brother. He's he makes really good grades, and he's a great basketball player. He works hard every day, and I just, he's a good person.
1: And, and finally, Dylan, let me ask you this: If there's one thing that nobody knows about Dylan, what what is that one thing? Mm. I know I'll put you on the spot.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. No,
1: you don't know. <laughs> if there was uh, one thing that you if, you, if you, if you, Let's let's do this. If you thought you were misunderstood, what is the one thing that is misunderstood about Dylan? Let's go that route.
0: I try to be the best leader I can, and I might get mad about certain things, but it's not all about me. It's about the team, and I'm a team player. I just want everyone to know that I'm not selfish. About just me, I like the team.
2: Well, you know what, people. A lot of people don't realize that. Uh, getting to that, you bring up a good point about being selfish. Uh, let me tell you something. When, when you're the best player, one of the best players. I know that the whirly Boy Boy's a good player too. But you do it all. You handle the ball. You pass the ball. You shoot. You do it all. And when if if there's anybody taking that last shot, I want it to be you. If anybody's taking that shot to tie the game, I want it to be you. I want you taking more shots than anybody else. And I'm sure you hear that all the time. It's no secret. So why not do it? And it, it's not being selfish. You know what I mean? If you're the best player, you have to play the best. That means you have to take more chances. That means you have to do more things than everybody else. So. You, I don't think anybody that's, that's ever watched you play or even knows you um, could think you're selfish because I'm telling you, as far as I'm concerned, you probably don't shoot it enough. <laughs> you pass it more than, than than I would probably want you to. But uh, man, I I really appreciate you coming on here show tonight, taking the time, and um, I know it's a little bit out you you uh, you and Riley's element, and uh, you'll only get better. I promise you the. Interviews will will be coming. Uh, y'all stay on track. You got a bright future ahead. And I'm going to tell you the same things I told her. Take advantage of every situation, opportunity you get um, in life, and basketball, baseball, football, whatever your other sports are. Take advantage of them. And don't never let anybody derail you and say, oh, Dylan, you can't do this or that. Just bear down that much harder because, there's always going to be people out there that's jealous and want to knock you down from the ranks because they don't want to rise to your ranking. So don't ever let anybody tell you different. Keep up the hard work, man. We appreciate you coming on here. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Dylan. Have a good Thanksgiving, man. You too. All right, bud. All right. There's Dylan Bartley and Riley Nelson, two great young student athletes. Um, Anybody's listening, uh, you can tell what kind of upbringings they've had, what kind of teaching in school they've had, the kind of coaching they have there. Um, you know, it's it's great to, you know, to know that we have those uh, young players that we can turn to on a show like this and say, hey, they are living that higher standard as student-athletes. So. Thanks to both of them. Thanks to their parents for um, letting me uh, come on, um, you know, letting them come on our show. I know, like I said, it's different. And uh, thanks to, to the parents and the coaches and teachers and everybody that I talked to about them today, um, you know, I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, maybe we can uh, gain some ground with this kind of stuff, uh, keeping these young athletes headed in the right direction and getting them on the show. So uh, thanks to everybody that was a part of them coming on. All right. We got to move on here. we got a few questions to answer. um, So we'll get to them.
1: All right. right. First question that we have is uh, how do you coach feel about visible tattoos? Well, he doesn't have any tattoos by the way. (laughs) I personally don't like tattoos period. Um,
2: You know, each individual, you know, I hear everybody say, Well, I just got this tattoo for my mom or my dad or representing them. And, you know, everybody's got their own opinion. Everybody's got their own ideas of, you know, how they're supposed to be and not. I, I watched the middle school game the other day and the kid had a tattoo in the middle school game visible on his shoulder. Is he even old enough to have a tattoo well, on He's head? in middle school. How <laughs> old, you know? So I myself don't like it. Um, I can't, um, I don't like tattoos. So, you know, to me, I mean, I know it doesn't really reflect the person somebody is because Mike, I know you have tattoos and you know, you're a great Please, guy and it you don't, don't have, like you're a great guy and that <laughs> don't matter. I, you know, I personally don't like it, but you know, I've seen, you know, a lot worse things can happen than than people getting tattoos. So, but you know what, if, you know, a lot of these pro athletes, I mean, their whole arms are tattoos. And the person that asked this question, they had a good, uh, you know, uh, baseball players, you rarely see it. But I think that yeah. where they wear the longer sleeves and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, myself personally, I don't like it. Now, I'll let Mike weigh in on his opinion on it.
1: I, I think of it as like graffiti, you know, if it's tasteful. Uh, you got some of this stuff that isn't tasteful, i uh, I don't. I'm not marked up with tattoos from head to toe. I have a couple here and there, but uh, you know, again, if it's tasteful, that's fine. I, I, it's not a big deal to me. But you know, it, everybody's got their own opinion. Uh, Coach, we have another question. We have Sam. He wants to know, Coach, how do you keep your players, and this is a good one, from posting garbage on social media?
2: Well, Sam, I'll just tell you, I, I really, I don't know. I mean, I can strongly discourage it, um, I don't like it. I mean, I'll tell you, we, you know, uh, we've actually had some incidents of it, and I'm not a fan of it at all, but now I'm not a fan of social media, so I'm not a fan of this kind of stuff at all. But, you know, the only thing I can do is I can discourage it, I can give them a warning, and after that, they can go play for somebody else. Now, that's the way I handle it, and I'm going to handle it. I haven't handled it that way yet because it hasn't become that kind of problem yet. Uh, But I'm going to, I'm going to, if it comes down to it, I'm going to extend it, um, you know, give them a chance. I'm, you know, I don't, I think everybody deserves a a chance when they, once they've been explained the situation and uh, what, what's at store, you know, because, Here's the thing is we've been preaching this whole time about this is it has nothing to do. I mean, I know it has something to do with them, but it has nothing to do with them because it reflects on everybody that that person plays for. I mean, I have to answer questions for some garbage that they posted, right? And ain't nothing makes me madder than I get myself in enough trouble <laughs> running my mouth without having to take some garbage that some players posted out here and turn it into something that's against the team. So I don't I don't like it, Sam, and uh, you know, I'm not gonna uh uh put up with it and you know, so if if the problem is not solved after I give them the warning to, to quit it, then they can go play for somebody else. Now, I'll let Mike, you know, I'm sure he's going to have close to the same
1: opinion, but I'll let him voice his opinion. Well, I, I think I think the, the it all starts at the top. I think if your players, the hope is your players don't do that because they're buying into the culture of what your coaches are putting out. That's the hope. Uh, but once it happens, uh, you just need to stay on them. You know, you get dock playing time. Uh, you know, you can just, other than just really stay on them like a parent would, uh, at this level, we don't pay players, so we can't dock pay. Um, and we don't see them enough to, <laughs> you know, to, to, uh, to wreck their uh, – the uh, take, take their playing time. Take their plans time. Suspend so, them. Suspend them. Oh. Absolutely. So, you know, the plan. The hope is from the get-go is that the players are bought into the program that where they understand that I'm if I do this, this is looks bad not just on me, but the 18, 20, 25 other – Women that are on my football team. You know, I think
2: I think that if if we can get these girls to, at an early age, and I say girls because we got a women's football team here, you know, with the with the attitude of Riley, I guarantee you, once you meet this girl, you would know she would never post any kind of garbage on there. Not only she would, you know, she wouldn't want to wreck herself, much right. less. A team, um, you know, I just, I just think, and I said it earlier. So I think it's selfishness, mm-hmm. and when you do that, you're not thinking of anybody else but yourself. And when you play for a team, it's way bigger than you. Absolutely. And I think that's the product we're getting. Um, you know, we see it all the time. I mean, it's, it's no secret. We see it all the time. We hear it all the time. Uh, you know, I hear from Bud. You see what this. Person did from his team. No, I didn't. I don't care because I don't do that. You know, Now, if you got a problem with somebody, I'm from the old school. You meet them. You butt heads. Do whatever you need to. Take care of it. Don't get on there and fight about it and post about it and then get everybody involved in it and then make people like us have to make decisions we don't want to do. So, Sam, I hope that, you know, answered your question. Um, That's mine and Mike's opinion. That don't mean that's right. That don't mean that's
1: the only way to handle it. That's just the way we would handle it. Well, you know, you're talking about uh, Riley, the mere fact that she didn't even have a Facebook. Just, you know. It excited, yeah, it excited me about it. It's, yeah. it's that early. It's hard to believe. So, Sam has another question as well. It's, okay. it's, it's the second uh, question of it. It's uh, what do you do uh, to have players focus more on bringing a positive light to your team? Well,
2: I, I think. Um, it starts within, you know, the, the coaches, the owners, and it, and it trickles down. Um, you know, we, we try to, you know, for me, I know I get, I get on them about practices and workouts, and that sometimes can um, create some negativity amongst them. But for the most part, they know that they're in trouble, And they want to turn that around and make that end up positive. And when they know I ain't going to put up with it, they know they have to be there. And, you know, we're not going to put up with no negativity. Um, I've sent players to the sideline. I've sent players home. Um, You know, players, I ain't going to say I ran them off, but after, you know, we had a discussion, uh, they never came back. And, uh, You know, we're just not going to surround ourselves. I'd just soon get rid of the problem. I mean, you heard those saying one bad apple spoiled the whole bunch. So, you know, there's not one player going to keep us from winning or losing, whatever. There's no one player going to do that, and I'm not going to let one player destroy our team. So, you know, if it's negativity coming from uh, one, we're going to put a a dagger in it right off the bat because we're just absolutely not going to put up with it. And uh, I don't think you should. I don't think anybody should value any player that much. But, you know, I see this in the pros, and it just drives me insane. You know, this guy can go out here and do all this. And, I mean, he's just devastating his team. Instead of getting rid of him, they keep the guy around him. Before you know it, you've got more players doing the same thing. You know, I know you like the Cowboys, and, and I like what they stand for. I've seen Dez Bryant smack papers out of the coach's hand over and stuff. I wouldn't put up with that at all, you know, and that I just don't – and he's a great player, one of the top five receivers in the game, but I wouldn't have him on my team because of that. I mean, it's always – if it don't go his way, you're going to get an outburst, and
1: that's what you don't need. Yeah, and, you know, again, I am uh, I am a Cowboy fan, and I hang my head right now, but I'm, I'm still a diehard Cowboy fan. But, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, Everybody asks me, well, what do you think about Ezekiel Elliott? Well, you know, he's a great player, but the bottom line is he put himself in a position to hurt the team, and that's what he's done. So, uh, But how, how does that bring a bad light upon the team? Well, what he is is a part of the team. It's, it's You know, if anybody says Ezekiel Elliott, you know he's playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, it's the same thing with uh, you know uh, any woman that's out there playing football for a team. Whatever you do or say out there, they automatically associate what you are or who you are with the team you're playing for. And I think that's the message that we're really trying to convey in this this program is that if you take anything away from this program tonight, coach, it should be that whatever you do, it's not just you that is in the limelight. Yeah, that's
2: that's exactly right. I mean, that's it's a any anything other than golf, I guess, and tennis. Well, golf, you know. But I mean, they're they're you know they're just themselves. Right, right. They're not a team. Um, you play on a team. Each person has their role. Each mm-hmm. person has their position. You know. I I talked to these two players tonight because I want you to come watch them play. When you watch them play, Riley, she may not score. But if it wasn't for her, nobody else would score. Right. Because she's she's the ball handler. She uh, she passes. She rebounds. I mean, like the other night, she had like 13 uh, points. I think like 10 rebounds. I don't know how many blocked shots. On how I mean, like eight or 10 assists and zero turnovers. That's you awesome. know? Yeah. I mean that that's that's what I'm talking about. So Dylan's the same way. He's he's the biggest player on their team. But he's also the point guard. He's the best passer. You know, he they all got responsibilities. Everybody around those teams know their position, know their responsibilities. Right. So when you're on there, you know, it's just like these kids making grades. Now the these guys are straight A students we talked to night and girls. The rest of those people, they have their role. They have to keep up their grades too. Mm-hmm. They have to know, hey, I may not be the best player, but I'm part of the best team. Right. Not everybody can be the best player. We know how that goes. Not everybody can go to college. Not everybody can go to the pros. We know that there's going to be better than others. you got to understand your role, be the best role player that you can possibly be, and you can be on great teams. I'd rather be on winning. Look, I played on football teams that I think I was the best player. We won zero games. I would rather have been a good player on a great team that won a bunch of football games. So you have to understand that. They have to understand what they're responsible for. And part of that is being a good uh, role model, being um, you know held to that higher standard and knowing it, knowing that all eyes are on you because you're not just part of uh, one, you're part of a team not about you it's greater than you are so you know that's uh i hope we got the message through tonight um i want to thank jc hawk sports network for letting us come on here and uh talk about this stuff i really want to thank uh riley nelson and dylan bartlett two young student athletes for coming on uh like i said a little out of their element uh uh and doing that i will Um, be coming to watch play by the way they're they're really good and uh I want to thank everybody for listening, and uh, hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, on behalf of Mike Wallace and Dave Johnson, I appreciate. It. <laughs>